0: going on you're listening to the film drunk broadcast i'm vince mancini i'm joined here as always by you know him you love him he's mr irregular. russell brand uh, yeah oh wow he's doing oh, characters at the top. oh hey everybody hey hello
1: it's my missy russell brand yeah Oh, did you, did you become Australian recently? Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm Mr. Russell Brand. You know me from various movies such as fucking, uh, forget Sarah Marshall, get it in a great, yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, I And got, now yeah. they're
1: trying to ruin me career, yeah, isn't it? Oh they're, trying, they... oh, they're taking me, they're taking me down for telling the truth, yeah? That, All I did was tell the truth about the adrenochrome oh, inside okay. of the voting booths
0: that mm-hmm. made Biden, the president of the United States. Oh, is that what you were truthful about? I was yeah. wondering. That was going to be my next question. I
1: told many truths. Many truths, brother. Many truths. Oh. No, many we're truths. are friendly now. Oh, yeah. I told about how stop signs. You, you don't have to follow them laws. mm Mm-hmm. You just roll right through. It's not really a stop sign, is it? Yeah, it's not really a stop sign. If you just roll right it's through, more yeah. More like a, a
0: it's slow It's a slow roll. down
1: sign, mm. but nobody tells you that. But I will, because I tell the truth.
0: <laughs> oh, you sound so Australian. <laughs> no, <It's> don't. I'm British.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, anyways, I gotta go. Oh,
0: okay. He looks like he's leaving. That's interesting.
1: Bye. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Matt Leave here. So glad to be here. Lum, 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 or whatever.
0: Mm, okay. Well, that's our show. Yeah, that, that we've, this has been good. Um how you doing, Matt? It's weird you were, you weren't here, but Russell Brand just Russell came. Brand was here. Yeah. Oh, it's funny that he that guy's chooses I rapist. mm mm-hmm. rapist. It seems like a weird time to show up, but Honestly,
1: uh, I I get it though cuz he's, you know, he's doing a little damage control of his career and the mm-hmm. best way to get through um, you know, rape accusations is to start going on podcasts and talk about how you tell the truth so much that the deep state is after you.
0: That's a a really good intro. Who do we have as our guests Speaking of the deep
1: state, uh, we have... uh, I was going to
0: go with, speaking of damage control over... Oh, rape sure. Allegations. But uh, no, you know we have Brian
1: Abrams, good. author, is here in the front studios.
2: I'm sorry, I missed Russell. He's like a personal hero of mine.
0: Oh, yeah, he's I, he's so cool, man. I know you're a big Get Him to the so Greek.
1: Cool. F- Actually, that was a good yeah. movie. I'll say it. You liked Get Him to the Greek? I did. It I was funny. Saw it, but I don't remember whether or not. He I don't remember that. anything. Did they get? They got him
0: to the Greek. Right? They did eventually. Yeah. No, Was remember, he the Greek? No, the He's, theater. No,
1: no, no. The theater is a Greek. There is no Greek man in the, sh- in the <laughs> no. movie. Because oh. the that's theater. cultural appropriation. Yeah, get him to the right. Greek. No. Just Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get him to stop. Yeah. Brian, so good to see you. It's been so long since we've had you on the podcast. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yeah. You too. I, I, I'm a gracious piggy, you know. Oh. I feel like I've just been a fan all this oh. time, and I get to show up like every few years. We've uh, had you
0: on, I think, since you were at Hebe Magazine. I want to say, like, going back. Maybe to... that's a good
1: magazine. That's so a, what that's I remember a magazine for Buzzfeed,
0: me, uh, okay. I don't think then... I was there
1: for Heeb, but it was for books. Yeah, so
0: it was
2: like, I mean, what is he? It's um remember when is the lowest form of uh conversation, conversation. that's right but, uh that's where i come in but i feel like you had me on for my first book that's right and you were and you were like hey come on and we'll you know promote your book but first um i need you to watch this movie about this german lady who rubs <laughs> her pussy on the toilet and, and so we just talked about that for 45 minutes which was kind of great and yes. then um the second time you were like oh you did this oral history come on but first, Matt's going to talk about this circle jerk he did outdoors with friends in his. Oh TV. yeah!
1: Been, Damn, you remember. You have a good memory. Spiritual.
2: Yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, I should shut up. I mean, you should like get me killed because I know Uh-oh. too much of the old stuff. Yeah, I know. Stuff. I know <laughs> the, the deep state, <laughs> and, dude. Yeah. And today I, I was like, should I come on, or am I going to get like fired? You know, like nah. is this like,
1: has that happened? I don't know. Has anyone ever been? I
0: don't. We don't. We don't have jobs anymore. So like, it's (laughs) sort of a moot issue for me and Matt these days. Yeah,
1: and and even so, like, uh, I think no guests of the broadcast have only gone on to great success. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's very very few have ever you know like gotten canceled and never from this podcast, which I think is a shame because I think a mark of success for a podcast is if your guests get canceled on your mm-hmm. podcast for totally. doing, doing wrong accents. We uh, need we to have, have. We have another guest, by the way. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. We
1: have two guests in this episode. And uh, that
0: guest is the deep state. They were always lurking in the oh, background. It's that's isn't the
1: fifth guest of every episode is the NSA. No, no, it's uh, from Round Ball Rock, a uh, friend of the pod. Joey Devine is he. Hey,
3: guys. How are you? Good, um, you know,
1: rock and roll. A cu-
3: couple of things, because you made me sit through all that. Um, I'm so sorry. First <laughs> off... Go on. First off, um, I think not enough has been said about how uh, much of a red flag it was that Russell Brand named his book My Bookie Wook. Yes. That, like, we should not have <laughs> accepted that, yeah. but I am happy to be here to talk about Brian's Bookie Wook uh, later in the show. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, you did forget um, your podcast didn't cancel me, but Taylor Swift did dump me because I was oh, on it when we were that's really dating. That's true. I, I forgot about it You guys that. seemed I, so in because I did those racist before, Chinese too.
1: accents. Or I know. Whatever. I know because you kept talking about how much you loved ghetto gaggers, and there yeah. were, and the the Swifties just said this this man is too problematic for you to be here. <laughs> yeah um by the so way now she's
3: dating a man with cte instead of me oh um, she's
1: moved on i didn't yeah, know that yeah. <laughs> i knew she broke up with uh the guy but i didn't know she moved on to another guy yeah uh yeah travis t- 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 kelsey,
3: kelsey that the uh, uh the tight end for the chiefs yeah mm-hmm.
1: wow okay is he He's white the- yeah. yeah.
3: I believe he's also Barstool affiliated. I might okay. be wrong about oh, that. Oh no. So she's hopefully gonna this would be find out about what's going on over there. Well, I mean,
0: her ex boyfriend had been on like the Come Town adjacent podcast. So like it'd be fitting, like if her new one was a Barstool guy. Like she's just sort of uh, you know, going she's like he
3: does have a podcast, but it is not on Barstool. I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey. Right, My okay.
1: mistake. Still though podcasts not yeah. good i feel like mm-hmm. if you're famous stay away yeah like like and i mean that on every level not just like stay away you'll get in trouble don't guess it on podcasts but also don't start ones because do you really need more love yeah do you really need it you don't do we really have love? to start
0: competing with seth myers jimmy right. kimmel uh yeah. fucking whatever uh jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon and uh the you know. Like they Have, have you they, seen that? Are they doing
2: are, yeah, the yeah. yeah the super podcast? The strike,
0: yeah. yeah, which the, I think if you're strike if you're Force listening to five. that, like you should probably be on a watch list. Like, who wants mm. to listen <laughs> to five late night hosts talk to each other on? I mean, well, all right, to go be fair, there are maybe that's their ideal podcasts. format.
3: There are lots of podcasts that are just really rich guys talking to each other. So oh, sure, th- it makes sense <laughs> in that genre.
1: No, um, it works if they were just talking about finance and crypto. Yeah, but the well, fact-
3: or uh, like how to uh, banish homeless people from the city of San Absolutely. Francisco. Absolutely, Yeah, another yeah, yeah. Very yeah. popular rich guy podcast. Or yeah, how to yeah.
0: how to get out of being prosecuted. Uh, for securities fraud over like the (laughs) NFT and or crypto token that they only promoted because someone gave them like three million dollars to
1: yeah but it's just like you know uh, if you're you're a late night TV show host you already have a fan base of like
0: a couple mill
3: unless you're James Corden
1: unless you're James Corden
0: which you have (laughs) negative
2: fan base and hate watchers
3: it's it's (laughs)
0: unclear who his fans are really honestly I've never met
2: one it's like a I just assumed it was like a wine mom adjacent thing. Like I, that was the people and they learned what podcasts were.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, uh, but th- see, that's the thing is like, there's also um, like uh, there's a disconnect between people who watch late night TV, mm-hmm. which like I would say what more than half of it are people who just kept the TV on mm-hmm. Uh and people who like seek out a podcast to listen to and what annoys me is you know there's only so many hours in the day for people to listen to podcasts now you're gonna show up with your fucking late night tv show (laughs) money and you're gonna be like oh what if i do monologue jokes here what if you do them never
3: you know what We're I think they should again. do? It. I actually think they should pivot and start doing investigative long-form true crime. Yes. let them yes. do it. Yeah. I'm happy with
1: that. Steve, true
3: crime. Stephen Colbert like interviewing death row inmates.
1: <laughs> God, he would be so smug about it too Just
0: talking to Jimmy Fallon About whether they're going to be in danger If they travel to Oklahoma To uh, interview the guy who might be responsible For a murder But hasn't been put in prison yet So
1: you like killed a bunch of people, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god Oh my god I can't believe you killed that many people Uh, Shut the fuck up Tonight um, Tonight
3: I'm playing beer pong with Adnan Syed.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, we need, if you're gonna be a celebrity podcaster, do a genre. Don't do hangout talk. Yeah. Don't yeah. do hangout talk. Fuck you. Hangout talk is for. <laughs> That's the us. That's our the That's yeah, the thing. We're the only people. It's
3: for Patreon subscribers <laughs> of uh, TV rewatch podcast. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right.
0: God damn right. Uh, Brian, so I, like the one of the last things that you wrote, or maybe not the last thing, but one of my favorite things that you wrote was that piece about uh, the actor who was the Italian guy on career day. Bobby Costanzo. Yes. Yeah, um, and you wrote that for the lowbrow reader, which mm-hmm. uh, is like pamphlet only form. Yes, right. It mm. yeah. Comes out
2: like uh, every two years if you can get them to make it.
0: It's a. Ama- it and- was amazing. Like, and that was one of my favorite uh, things that I've read of yours. And uh, I, like, I kind of want to like pirate it somehow. Is that that's probably not allowed for the low, the lowbrow reader? It's only. I, I don't know.
2: Email them. I mean, I I don't <laughs> care. Like, I'm so why you, want to, why you know? why has
0: not why hasn't that been written up as the future of media in a new York magazine profile ever it seems like every uh every print only um comedy mag that uh exists only in New York gets written up in uh vulture like at least once
2: oh, I can answer that I think it's because mm-hmm. the lowbrow reader is. Published by this guy named Jay Ruttenberg, who was a mu- music critic at Time Out New York like 20 years ago, and while you know he's a friend of mine and he's talented and I love writing for him, like he's not—he's just like a dad in Chelsea. He doesn't fuck with that crowd. Like he's not mm-hmm. doing sexy parties. So yeah, he no, could never have
0: like a podcast about his uh, sexual exploits as a 20-something girl.
2: Yeah, there's no, there's nothing. Yeah, there's no crowd to chase. Jay Diaz.
3: Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, there's nothing going on. Like, I, he's probably just like at film forum right now. I don't know what he's doing. I haven't <laughs> talked to him in a while. But
1: I, I um, love, I love a media mogul who refuses to party. I think that's my favorite type of media mogul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, and he's well, not a mogul
2: either. He's just like a, he's
1: like just a media. Guy. He's a guy that makes hillock.
3: a pamphlet, Matt. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. a pamphleteer. A like, yeah. yeah, like Thomas Paine. <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly ruin. talking about Graydon Carter here. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. First of, I of all, I shouldn't ruin his murderer.
1: Never heard of him, but I have heard of pamphlets. I feel like Graydon Carter
0: is most famous for being the guy. Yeah, the Trump having an irrational feud with him. Mm. I'm sorry. Is
1: he the National Enquirer guy or what? Uh, No, he was the cool guy
3: who ran Spy Magazine, who then became the least cool man on earth. Oh (laughs) no! Yeah,
1: (laughs) I missed this completely. Yeah,
2: and he has a cameo in uh, Arbitrage with Richard Gere, so you might know from there. I love Richard Gere. (laughs) Yep. Who doesn't?
0: But your new book, that Gerbil. Oh, yeah. It's well, true.
2: We should get a. <laughs>
1: well, no one's ever interviewed
0: the Gerbil. Uh, the Gerbil. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Famously media shy.
1: Actually, uh, in 2018, during Time's Up, the gerbil said that he was underage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let's talk about the blog.
0: <laughs> sure. Look, I got it. I know my mirrored camera. You can't read what it says, but no, it says. Wait, it. I can. I oh, can. You, it says you're it talking to me. Yeah, okay. It's not
3: mirror, yeah, mirror for us. Good. you oh, talking good. to me from that Uber commercial that's about to come out. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, have right. you seen, did you see that story? <laughs> I did. I no. W- w- what, what's Uber? that? Uh,
0: yeah, Robert De Niro is going to reprise his role as Travis Bickle in a Uber is commercial. Is that which real? Everybody wants to see. Uh-huh.
3: Oh, yep, man. it's actually real.
0: You know, he
1: just he did just have a kid. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. He needs uh, he needs yeah. the money, guys.
2: <laughs> and didn't Wait, didn't his son die or his grandson die recently? Yeah, through?
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> cuz he had so There's too a money. trade-off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To kill one. The circle of life. I'm sorry. That's so <laughs> yeah. horrible. if hey. oh, you're listening, oh. please join join us and I'll apologize. And yeah, I'm apologize. sorry. No, but yeah, he did. He had a kid die like right after his kid was born. And I was, yeah, I think everyone thought the same thing, which is. Uh, circle of life. Circle, yeah, it's beautiful.
2: Circle of, circle of jerk.
1: There we go. <laughs> there we go. You're back. Podcasting. Is that how it That's works? That's it. You did it. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <That part noise. laughs>
0: so the Can book's I talk about, about my famous for two movie. yeah no that's yeah, what okay. i was trying to get to it's yeah, about sorry, famous movie bad. quotes i
2: derailed yeah. that uh, um, i'll do a nice clean plug for uh-huh. your piggy listeners yes uh and uh it the book is called you talking to me mm-hmm. the definitive guide to iconic movie quotes and for joey's knowledge uh, i did fight against that title but we can talk about it later. It's not super important, but whatever. I
0: want to hear uh, that. What was on. your sure. title?
2: So
1: I... Did you ever flashy thing me?
0: Was it that? <laughs> <I one>? <laughs> uh,
1: that uh, that's a quote from Men in Black that my dad does constantly. I don't know that line at all. Oh Yeah, my dad should, does a yeah. lot of those. Have, well, you, you don't ever, know it. Did you if consider
3: you... calling it Daddy, Would You Like Some Sausage? Because mm, that yes. is my favorite. That was actually book. what I was going yeah. with. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I um I was pushing for you had me at hello, Mm -hmm. and and so you can clearly see why they went with you talking to me. I think.
1: Yeah. Like they they were. No, it's in the same. It's in the ballpark.
2: I think they just thought that like you talking to me would like have less a chance of alienating certain film bros, like that might perceive Jerry Maguire as like something like um girly. yeah, like, what's the 18th Renee, season, Ren- just the, you know, Something like that. Rennell, Renee about? Zellweger. I guess. Wasn't that- I just didn't think of it that way. I didn't think of Jerry Maguire as, like, a chick flick.
3: No, I, yeah, they, it's like, a, you know, a movie about
2: sports, in fact. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't remember hmm. it being anything <laughs> other than a chick flick, but I... I uh...
2: So it is a chick flick to you. So that's it. so they're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not mad about it, you know? Like, See, they I just...
3: actually think the compromise there should have been calling it Show Me the Money. Ah, um, because okay. then you're also like, buy my book. Right, right. But there's it? already there's already
1: <laughs> Bitcoin books called show me the money. I'm positive of it. So they, they I had
2: suggested um yeah. like after that conversation, I was like, well, what about like you had me at hello? No homo. And they yeah, were like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah,
0: you were, I'm, yeah, they did immediately pigeonhole your listeners as like dudes like only dudes are going to buy a book about. Right. Movie
2: well, quotes. right. Only not- dudes watch movies no. and therefore only dudes read
1: books. No, but there is a thing about dudes talking in quotes. It's yeah. like yes. it's, sure. that yeah. is a very yeah. male thing to do is to completely totally. communicate just in like movie or TV quotes. Mm-hmm. Like we all were just doing I think you should leave quotes for months well yeah.
3: let's not all say let's not say <laughs> you, you we all because I, I think you could watch a
2: little <laughs> bit of porn yeah. at work <laughs> <laughs> See, where, i where was doing, doing little... the um the big messy shit quote from the ghost house for oh, like two yeah. years for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i should good probably say though come, like <laughs> yeah it's just too good uh I, I should probably say like what the book isn't though is like mm-hmm. it's kind of I did resist that reference bro stuff like yeah I don't think I don't think it's a book you could pick up and it's like here are the quotes that you know when you're taking a shit or it's you know right, 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 right. Right. here's how it's to not- see
0: human with your coworkers at the <laughs> yeah. water machine
2: yeah. totally uh, I think it's just more like Hollywood showbiz geek
0: stuff
2: yeah. mm-hmm. you know and um, I probably like i don't know i i'm curious like vince if you looked at it like i feel like i skewed too old in the lines like i in in my investigation right and like the li- lines i chose to write about but like i don't know how many quote iconic movie lines that like you can make an argument um
0: had some we don't sort really of have those anymore.
2: impact right right
3: like yeah. let's say like the right. the 25 last, years
2: the last few ones i can think of is it's like why
3: so serious right yeah. there's the, the dark knight one there's a The uh, what's cooler than a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play a game. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, my wife. Yeah. 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 There's another one
1: in that same era that I quote a lot, but no one else does, which is they tried to kill my wife. (laughs) Do you guys know that one?
0: (laughs) That's American Gangster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew it was Denzel just from the inflection. You yeah. did? Wow. Yeah. 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 You're a talented thespian. Wow, I'm very. Good. People should know it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Yeah. No, there's not really a lot of uh, modern quotable movies. More TV shows now than movies. But yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, and I do have
2: like all of those you mentioned, or most of them, and then and then some. Um, and I talk about some at length, and some like really quickly. Uh, but then, yeah, there was a moment where my editor was like, hey, what about like the family quote from uh, Fast and the Furious? And I was like, mm. what is that? I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> that quote at all. You've, so never, you've into- clearly
0: never done a listicle about all of the Fast and Furious films <laughs> yeah. like I have.
2: I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know that the he's dead. And then, uh, mm. and then Game of Thrones guy is in or Aquaman or whatever. Yeah, then, no, yeah Aquaman. And, yeah. yeah and and it and it, it came like a James Bond thing, but it was first like a vigilante thing and that's all and I just don't care. I don't need to see it and
3: like yeah I, it's probably I'm okay I mean
0: there's i I think there's one and a half maybe two and a half movies in that franchise that are Five
3: is legitimately good I like seven the five? best yeah five, a lot five people make seven a case for
0: five yeah. um yeah. yeah, I think those are the only two huh. like must see and the rest are uh don't need to see definitely well is there-
3: one is sort of All interesting right. because it's like the 2000s version of point break like it's right, everything right. you can imagine in the 2000s it's like and you can tell it's the like direct- a time capsule
0: yeah. And you can tell the director, who I think has since been canceled for uh, preying on young girls, was just like desperate to be cool, but mm-hmm. clearly didn't know how. And so he's like, oh, what if we did like a street racer movie? Uh, and then there's like... <laughs> my favorite is the scene that's set at uh, just like a cool house party where everyone's mm-hmm. drinking Corona. But like the the uh, one of the other dudes in Dom Toretto's crew... Is playing like a Zach Wilde signature Les Paul, like in the mm-hmm. middle of like the yeah. street racer house party. And yeah. it was like, oh, this is clearly like a 40 to 50 something man trying to figure out uh, like what the kids enjoy. Was well, it plugged I, in? It was. It was. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Well, That's too I do bad.
3: also think there's a certain interesting. I would like to read the original draft of Fast and Furious, or no, it's the second draft because david a young david ayer wrote it when he was like Mm. still a white cholo and you can (laughs) see where there was like white cholo stuff in there like (laughs) and i would like uh, but you know it's david it was a david ayer script so it was probably closer to training day or end of watch (laughs) um
0: or uh, the tax collector, which yeah. uh, which has one of my favorite movie quotes that no one else <laughs> remembers, but I remember from that stupid movie for some reason, which is just Shia LaBeouf playing Creeper, which he still has tattooed across his stomach forever. It's uh, so forever scrolling <laughs> Wait, through his. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. does he have? He Joker. got the No, it's Creeper. i pretty oh, sure Creeper. it's Creeper. Oh no, no, Creeper. creepers. No, no, Creeper's uh That's Frankie Quinones. Frankie Quinonez. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh what the fuck was the well, I don't know. Uh maybe it's Slimer, but Shia LaBeouf yeah, yeah. has a as Creeper.
1: No, it is
0: Creeper. It is Creeper, all right. Yeah. Copying <laughs> copying. Shia Frankie LaBeouf
2: creeper.
0: But he, he okay. he's scrolling through his fo- phone and he goes, Hey, that's our from Diamond Bar right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh R.S.L.E. from Diamond Bar will uh, live rent-free in my head.
1: Yeah.
3: Now, what I do think is sort of interesting about both the tax collector and Harsh Times Mm. is you see two different versions of guys who are like serious actors doing an impression of the director, who again is a white cholo.
2: Very specific type (laughs) of guy.
1: Do you have uh, any Training Day in the book? Do you have? I do. uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What's it? uh, King Godzilla. Shit on me, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, King Kong. King Kong shit on me, I believe. Yeah, King yeah, Kong. Yeah. So yeah. King, King Kong shit on me, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's my favorite scene,
0: yeah, that would be... The whole, whole movie is about him starting in OnlyFans and This just gave me a book
3: idea, which is just a book of incorrect <laughs> movie quotes. <laughs> that was actually...
0: No, that was actually going to be a serious question I had, which is that, like, there are some iconic movie quotes that have become uh, iconic despite being, like, wrong like i don't like Like play it again father like play it again sam i don't think she says it like in that syntax Mm -hmm. and uh
3: hello clarice i believe is also one actually right
1: um does he not say hello clarice yeah
3: i believe that is true he does not actually say hello clarice he says something else luke i am your father is another one
1: yeah 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 Yeah, he
3: doesn't say
1: uh yeah yeah all
4: true I didn't focus
2: too much on that though. Like I felt like there's something tedious about being like actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The Neil deGrasse
0: Tyson of movie books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What were what were ones that like didn't that you wrote about, but you're like ah, this isn't gonna make the book.
2: Oh, uh, like a hundred of them. I mean, it was that it was, but you would probably do the same thing, or maybe be better at it, but like the biggest frustration was like trying to figure out the distinction between like just movies. We all know backwards and forwards and therefore we know the lines very well. And then like lines that you can like clearly write a story about and make an argument for like how they've kind of ricocheted through culture. Mm. And, uh, uh, and so I kept getting hung up on like, and then I get hung up on lines that um, I just personally liked right. because I liked the movie like uh yeah. the Pope of Greenwich Village. Do you like that movie? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that's I know that's movie. from 50 years ago, but where Eric Roberts screams, Charlie, they took my thumb. Like I, I had <laughs> it in my head that, like, oh, I bet if I like talk to enough people and read, I'll figure out something. And I did that with an old Brando Western called One-Eyed Jax too. Mm. And then I ended up just one-eyed. Jacking off
1: for yeah, a podcast.
2: <laughs> podcasting and uh, trying to figure it out.
1: <laughs> Sorry, was... I'm a natural at this, yeah. Uh, wait, so well, that happened a lot. So, when you, I assume the way it was written is you did you have to pitch the quotes first to the editor and then do the research after the fact, or or you no. just did all this writing and then they just cut out a big portions of it.
2: I think it was like, I did all this writing and then he was like, Oh, uh, this is 130,000 words. Can you get it down to 90 or yeah. maybe 85? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I will see you in two months.
1: I will see and you in then, court. <laughs> yeah,
2: And then we started to write, No, it's fine. And then I'm yeah. like, you're right. Okay. This sucks. Fuck you. A Christmas story. You're gone. You know, oh. or whatever. I know I like it, but fuck it. Yeah. And then, um, Uh, And then, like when we go through the edits, he's like, "Hey, do you like actually give a shit about this one? Because I don't think it's much of a story." And then I'm like, "Fine, Mm -hmm. it's fine." I mean, I think it's probably 20 pages too much as it is, but don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's perfect as it is. Oh, I I just thought like the idea was like, all right, I want if you're gonna spend like 20 bucks, yeah, like here, just have it, and it's, like, worth, like, 63 shits. Like, you can pick up and put Mm -hmm. it down for, like, two months, and you're good.
3: Yeah. How much Caddyshack is in the book? Because I feel like there was a time period where a certain generation of men who are older, slightly older than me, would quote thousands of Caddyshack quotes back and forth to each other.
2: How old are you? I'm 40. Okay, just curious. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I used Caddyshack to talk about the fart scene. I just felt like I needed at least one fart story in there mm-hmm. because it's it yeah, is the fart one. it's the fart itself that's iconic, but mm-hmm. you know, when he does that rim shot, somebody step on a duck after it does kind of cap it off beautifully. Uh,
1: what is what's your favorite uh quote and story from the book? I don't care.
3: <laughs> I mean uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like uh, oh you're really selling this book I lo- yeah. no, I, I mean too either. long I don't care about See, it I'm glad you this is this is how the broadcast should go yeah. you, you know yeah whatever
0: who cares buy it
2: <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of good interesting shit in there, and uh you know yeah, buy it if you don't like it whatever
0: no know. tell me about i am curious about so like the jazz singer that's the first that's the opening one right the yes. you ain't seen nothing yet so i i still i always mean to watch. Uh, the jazz singer all the way it's through good. because it's uh it's you know iconic and sort of strange like he's sort of like doing like he's like almost doing minstrel stuff. Oh, uh, he is. Uh, he yeah, is. right. Like yeah. That he's was literally sick. doing yeah. the
1: in, black in black. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> which then, which is the, the best part, obviously? Right, right. Yeah, That's yeah. the funniest part. <laughs> yeah. I just fast forward to that scene. Yeah, that's the best time. part. <laughs> no, I've only ever seen the jazz singer in. Little bits and pieces from right. various Martin Scorsese movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. He puts it in a lot of his movies. And uh, I. Sure, I, keep telling yourself that. It's man. in every love letter
0: to it. cinema, I believe. Yeah, there's always at least one jazz singer clip in that. So right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, all the cheese dicky people ruin it, but uh I mean it is good. It is like a sweet sentimental movie that's worth watching, like for one sit down. I mean, I would probably list like a ton of other movies to watch just in general before that one, but it is good. I uh, put
1: the 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 plot together based on the various clips I've seen from movies. Um and, and the Simpsons and uh, uh, maybe in the simpsons too but I, i don't remember that much uh i don't remember the reference from the simpsons uh but um i remember being like okay it's a this is a a talkie uh about a guy who likes to sing and then i saw a clip where his dad was like a rabbi and I went all right I don't know what's going on with this movie and then finally I saw a clip of him in blackface and I was like this seems like the most insane movie ever made (laughs) I (laughs) need to see this movie
2: But it's it's like your life too, isn't it? I mean, isn't your dad like a canter and you? My dad is a canter,
1: and I'm always doing LA. blackface. Yeah, right. It's no, the same shit. Honestly, it's the it's the immigrant story. It's it's universal <laughs> immigrant story. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was the podcaster of his day. <laughs> hey,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's you're not wrong about that. The jazz talker, you're just <laughs> putting on blackface you know, and doing black voices on a podcast. Pretty <laughs> much, kind of. So, Where do you so
0: where do you fall where do you trace like that quote? Like, what is the where does the uh like where does the research go for like that quote and like the way it's sort of echoed and been quoted throughout media?
2: Yeah, you I mean, I guess it's like doing your research for any story, right? Like, where would you turn? You would turn to like interviews for for Wikipedia, copy paste interviews (laughs) for people who are alive, chat GPT. Chat uh-huh. yeah, totally. GPT, you know, read them, read them books, yeah, uh, DVD commentaries, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, mostly copy paste It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, who's gonna check?
1: Who's gonna know?
2: Yeah, They're taking a
1: shit. I do find it's interesting, like certain
0: certain old movies. Like I'm more interested to read about than necessarily like watch the movie. Like what? And, like, well, okay. So there's a weird thing that I've done with. Citizen Kane, where like I watched Mm. Mank. I enjoyed Mank. I read like an entire biography of uh, Mankiewicz and his brother Joseph. And like I was always wondering, like, oh, did I sort of, um, did I, did I watch Citizen Kane when I was like too young to appreciate old movies and that's why Mm. it didn't stick with me? And then I rewatched it. And I sort of like, I always, judged it um like giving it the benefit of being old for some reason and then right. i'm like that you judge it on a curve for i that, judge though. it on a curve and then i'm like when i go back and think about it mm-hmm. i'm like that movie came out in 1940 casablanca which i immediately liked and i still think about and i still love that was like two years later but for some reason like i judged citizen kane by some weird curve and i just realized like okay maybe i don't really like them <laughs> movie as much as I think I, I as, as it should be I
1: remember watching that when I was uh, when I was older and when I watched it I I did get the hype uh, because it didn't feel like an old movie; it felt like a modern movie yeah. in black and white. Yeah. I mean, it it's feels the like first modern movie. Right. It feels That's like a big deal. Uh, That's a sure. big deal, and I didn't know that at the time. So when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, this is really impressive." It's like all good movies kind of base themselves on how this was directed, right? But I, I feel it's like
2: easy to like resist, like
1: to resist movies
2: like that. Like you go yeah. in expecting something, and then you. You're not clicking, and so you're kind of just like dormant, lying there, being like, "Well, what am I? Just like, should I go pick up some food or something?" Right? I, I, but, yeah, I uh, texting.
0: I think I feel like um, a lot of Citizen Kane's acclaim is it, it's sort of like a parlor trick. Yeah. Um, it's It feels like the sixth sense of its day to some extent, where like people remembered the twist ending at the expense I, of a lot of things. I don't think so. I, think I also
3: think you're shorting its history to where it's like how important it was that someone was like really shitting yeah. on the most powerful man. Sure. No, for world. sure. <laughs> yeah. how crazy that was.
1: Right, 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 yeah. But yeah. I think
2: also, like if if you see it on the big screen, I think that change your mind too and i feel like that's like maybe a lame thing to say in defense no of super that makes movies. sense
0: though mm-hmm. that yeah. does make sense.
2: <laughs> i mean they weren't thinking about tv back then but yeah uh, i mean that that's when it turned on for me yeah um but if you and mank i couldn't i could barely get through that one so. um <laughs>
0: The uh, it did a uh, very stupid thing, which is that uh, it was like, okay, we're doing a movie about black and white movies. This movie should be black and white and look like an old movie. And you're like, that's the dumbest choice that you could have made. Although
1: the movie was almost uh, all worth it for um, the parable of the Oregon Grinders monkey scene. That was, I think, that I've never related more to a uh, monkey. (laughs) <laughs> than when they told that story because i was like yeah i just want to wear the vest and have the i just hat. i think
0: just in general i do <laughs> find herman mankowitz's life story more interesting than the movie citizen kane like i think there's oh sure something to that like the fact that after citizen kane he tried to do a movie about uh that like religious lady that the the one the, the one weird preacher lady mm-hmm. that they just made um perry mason about uh, oh yeah that lady yeah he he wrote like a whole movie about her uh and they basically just did what they wanted to do with citizen kane where he told her descendant that he was making the movie and she got all the the studios to basically like blackball it and Mm uh and it never got made um i don't know like that's
3: I will say talking about Orson Welles has reminded me of my favorite movie quote. Have you guys ever seen the movie F for Fake?
0: No. There's
3: this I haven't finished a, it yet. It's there's this insane <laughs> sequence where it's old Orson old fat Orson Welles. It's a documentary. The, be- the best kind, yeah. And he for some reason <laughs> there's a sequence where he's sitting in a restaurant and he literally orders dinner and he left it in the movie and he goes, I'll have the steak up. And then hands <laughs> and then hands the menu to the waitress. And it's all in the movie for no reason.
1: I love that. I love that so much. I think I can quote It's speaking of quotable uh, movies. This is a commercial, but I can quote the uh, the multiple fucked up takes of the Paul Masson uh, yes. champagne commercial. <laughs> First, yeah. I quoted on a daily basis. Like I, I was when I was listening to uh, Mike Duncan do the French Revolution podcast. Uh, every time he would say the French, I went, bah- oh. "The French." <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. <laughs> there is a California champagne by Paul Masson. <laughs> Inspired by that great French excellence, <laughs> almost a little like Sebastian Gorka. It I was also it. a little bit Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit, but uh, yeah, no. I listen. I have only ever seen one Orson Welles movie, and it's Citizen Kane. And I realize that well, I he have made never other got, good
3: movies, man. I know,
1: I know, and people say this all the time. And I'm like, I really. Uh, what I want though is, is I want that. The fat Orson Welles. So if you're telling me mm-hmm. F is for fake is the one to go for, then that <laughs> is the one I'll do. Is 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 he F is for fat?
3: Uh, yeah, he's old and fat in F is for fake, and I, it's a good movie. It's a doc. It's a documentary, which is oh. interesting. But um, hmm. about, F is for uh, fat would be like the yeah. late
2: <laughs> Mel Brooks version of that. <laughs> yeah. Like the Dracula, dead and
1: loving it. Yes, know? that would rule. I would see yeah. that.
3: But. Matt, I think you'd really like like the magnificent Andru- Ambersons and mm-hmm. yes. uh, Touch of Evil.
1: Yeah, um, Touch of Evil is the one that I've had like uh, uh, in my mind as like the next thing that I'm going to see once I have like you know a few moments to not look at my phone. Um, <laughs> but that yeah. is not coming.
2: Yeah. I would even push uh, Othello. Even and there's blackface in there too, by the oh, way. Oh, so is
1: is yeah. Orson Welles playing Othello in that? Yes. I love that. But
2: he cut out the, all the racial stuff. <laughs> and he's more
1: Brown. brownish. He, isn't the racial stuff like. So he, he was aware,
2: kind of. Yeah. He was aware that mm. like, he's like, this is weird that I'm in this lane. Mm. I mean, there's no way to excuse it, whatever. Well, I but like he that stopped, he was he aware. He stopped doing blackface in like 2019. So you just have to appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's true. Kind of, we, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just getting around to that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah well is the is the book available now yes
2: Great. yeah can you hear me now yeah. it comes out uh
1: <laughs> comes out this week
2: it's 19 oh, yeah. bucks 20 bucks you know buy it for your mom
1: i'm gonna buy it from my You're dad and i'm gonna tell him, dad please tell
2: him the flashies that are in there
3: i uh, yeah i'm gonna just
1: do you have any blank pages at the back where you can add your own quotes because i would love to do that <laughs> oh, <laughs> like scratch that's such me. a good idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I came so late to the game to tell you uh, that. You would have made so much more money if you had, had a bunch had. of blank pages. Write your own favorite <laughs> quote. Make up a story about it. Mad Lib. Mad Lib. Uh, do you have any quotes from uh, Chris Elliott's Cabin Boy in there? I should. Okay. Would you like
3: to buy a monkey?
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, a good one. yeah.
1: My- I, I don't uh, have
2: any of that in there. Uh, Did a men in black make the cut? <laughs> no it did not Uh, the mask no but uh all righty then is in there
1: okay that's good that's uh, yeah yeah, yeah, i gave him
2: one paragraph he's in like a sidebar of like jerry lewis like kind of not copycats but like Mm -hmm. people influenced by that right so it's my wife and it's all righty then and i know you are but what am i those are like Jerry's kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like all your listeners are like huge Jerry Lewis guys. Oh, we it's love it. You know? Big old head. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all French. This is a, they're really yeah. big. We
3: love America. the they're French. All, they're all oh, French, oh.
0: and and the anti-Semitic woman that uh, Matt dated, who had uh, yes. Jerry Lewis posters. On. Were, you on, were you on
1: that episode, Brian? I do not Yeah, I dated <don't> yeah. <laughs> yeah, an anti-Semite for a little. I didn't know she was an anti-Semite, but she did keep hitting me. Uh, and <laughs> but who hasn't? No, like, who hasn't? You but hasn't she kept hated, talking you know. about, uh, you know, how she was into Jews, and then, um, mm-hmm. but then she kept hitting me, and I was like, that's strange. And then, huh. uh, and then her, I went into her apartment, and in her room, she had posters everywhere of Jerry Lewis, which is a very specific <laughs> type of Jew which to like,
3: very era Jerry Lewis. I'm
1: talking like nutty professor Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I'm talking, so, you yeah.
2: know, so she was like fetishy.
1: Yeah, she was like, yeah. "Oh, I I I was wanted to punch a little beta jew. <laughs> you
2: <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. someone who was I like, like Jews, nervous but only and in a humanizing way. <laughs> yeah, if you had to he... choose, but if you had to choose between dating like an anti-semite and like a Zionist. Oof. Which way? It's hard. It's hard. I, but, man, you know,
1: I feel like uh with well, go with anti-semite. I'm I feel yeah, like this is a good. Yeah. Segue. I feel like I could turn them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a Zionist, I uh, they, I couldn't turn them. They would never. So it, I mean, no
0: yeah. speaking of someone with a, abhorrent views who seems like they'd be a cool person to date, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lauren Boebert, she, uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. feel like, I feel like the media has been very unfair to her. The media has been so unfair. <laughs> she just wanted to vape. She just wanted to And get to vape groped during Beetlejuice. And the over the pants. Or musical, pan sorry. Um, it's to me. It seemed like the coolest thing that she ever did. Yes, I know. Um, I know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. And it bugged me. It bugged me one that she came out and had to like apologize for it. Like the only mm-hmm. apology for that should have been sorry for partying. Like that mm-hmm. is the go to. It. W- it was kind of wild that uh, I'd never. I don't think I've ever seen kind of a
1: MAGA era person apologized for something right well, it
0: seems completely out of character completely and, and out the of only character. thing only thing that they apologize for is being cool Apparently, i know i know i,
3: I actually think that guy should apologize for uh Touching boobs for the first time—that is, <laughs> I've never seen a guy touch boobs in a worse way. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, just <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I had to assume I had to give her the benefit of the doubt to say like that was a night vision camera. Maybe it was just like really dark in there, so he was doing like the mime yeah. thing, yeah, trying yeah, to figure yeah. out where yeah. the boobs were <laughs> yeah. while while groping them.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. No, he was like it a was extremely cringe. It was like how. I saw like a lot of people online doing like a thing like, like, uh, you know, how dare you at a, know. at a family play. Yeah. Like, and then some
0: people being like, like the one, the one thing where I'm like, okay, maybe you have a point, but also shut up was just like, Oh, if this had been AOC, can you imagine the discourse about it? <laughs> no, totally. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I okay. can, but I don't want to. Right. Like yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. that. Like yeah. I would rather just be like, yeah, she, uh, got groped on a first date by the way, which is even mm-hmm. cooler. Right. Uh, but like, yeah, like it annoyed me that like John Fetterman, or at least the person who's running his social media account, is like trying to do dunks on mm-hmm. her, and I'm like, Why? we don't I need mean, to dunk d-. on her for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm okay with not d- for that.
2: Well, what if I vaped that. in Congress instead of wore my pajamas? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. I don't
0: give like, a uh, shit about either uh, of those uh, things. Yeah, you guys should be on the same side of things that things- no constituent should. Ever have to give a shit about?
1: Right, yeah. I mean, I, I, the the funny thing was like the the dunkable thing was mm-hmm. that she got kicked out of Beetlejuice the musical. Yes, <laughs> I yeah. think that's the dunk- what's funny. <laughs> well, what's, yeah. What's, yeah. Well, and the funniest part of it was that even after getting kicked out, she refused to shit on the musical. She was like, that musical was fucking awesome. I
3: also have a I have a bone to pick with the internet here, too, Mm -hmm. is people kept referring to it as community theater, and it is not community theater. (laughs) No, it is not. It's a touring company of professional actors who have definitely seen people give over the pants hand jobs. It's theater from city to city. It is theater.
0: (laughs)
1: This,
3: this was not like the pharmacist playing Beetlejuice.
0: Yeah, there's no community <laughs> that, that has the rights to uh to that has the money to get the rights to the Beetlejuice. Guffman
3: she was giving a hand job in. Yeah, no, <laughs> these people are being well compensated to watch her give an over-the-pants hand job while remembering their lives. Yeah,
1: these people have understudies. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is a a touring musical. And,
3: I'll tell you what, musical theater—that understudy is getting a hand job backstage <laughs> by hundreds of people.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's why you Those do theater. Those people are freaks. <laughs> it's the that's only the legitimate reason to do theater. <laughs> yes, it's because you know some people sing for their supper, some people sing for their. Sucker? theater kids love yeah Fuck. We'll Fuck. I,
3: I, I tried to save say <laughs> no I, no, one no one could no one could theater kids love nothing more then than giving come. massage <laughs> circles yes. Yes. where they grab Dude. each other's private parts over their clothes yes yes
1: and you know what so i god salute them, them for it god bless yeah. them it's the same thing with like band geeks and like anyone who's just like picks up uh, whatever hobby is available at school because they know it's they're going to be their end to do fucky suck when they're young. I feel <laughs> like, good, that's good. This is why kids need hobbies and it's okay. And, uh, you know, it sh- shouldn't be frowned upon that not everyone can just exist as hot people and get laid in high school. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to pick up a fucking clarinet.
3: <laughs> and sometimes you have to... Run for centers with the most most abhorrent views possible just to get your tits grabbed in again, like a claw machine. It was not good
0: by a guy who owns a bar where apparently they do drag shows. Like, the one sort of thing if I squint and be like, okay, you could dunk on her for like the hypocrisy of like calling drag queens groomers and then going out with a guy uh, who basically has a drag bar. But even then, I feel like we should have learned the error of, error of our ways uh, in like calling out people's hypocrisy by now. Like it, it yeah. clearly does it's not funny. move the needle. Yeah, it's funny
2: at best, but like yes. you can't be mad at it, or else right, like, you're, you're just a fucking freak. Like you're you yeah. might as well be a Republican from 1983 yeah. if yeah. you're mad at it.
3: It's also funny to wear basketball shorts to vote on laws, by the way, while we're talking about, while we briefly brought up the other
1: guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his defense uh, of that was, <laughs> other than the fact that like, hey man, I'm 6'8". They don't like make suits for mm-hmm. big ass yeah, looks looking motherfuckers like me.
1: I'm a 6'8 like stroke victim. Leave me the fuck yeah. alone. Right. Nice. Um, yeah, no. Fetterman, my my favorite thing is- You know who else is
0: a stroke victim? <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> if anyone should <laughs> if anyone should understand the plight of stroke victims uh, it's John Fetterman. You didn't right have up? to double up on it Yeah all right why well you know
1: uh, yeah hey everyone Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm gonna be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby um come to the sacramento punchline sunday march 17th 7 p.m it's gonna be so much fun i'm gonna be there francesca's gonna be there Uh, someone else is gonna open for us i don't know who but someone probably pretty funny you're gonna have a great time and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesac.com and uh buying your tickets do it and if you can't go Hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you, you know, you can tell them, like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So uh, there's been a lot of things happening in the news. Vince, you just sent me one thing, but I feel like... You know, we need there's a bunch of things on the docket to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was
0: torn between that the thing that I just sent you and the uh, the, the senator one. What um, about
1: Hassan Minhaj?
0: Okay, what, yeah, we know? can do that. Oh uh, man, all right, <laughs> no, see, oh, no, yeah, no, like,
3: we can talk about it. I, I think... just feel like
0: I haven't actually seen enough of his stand up or show to uh, like because mm. people are like, he okay, so he got caught. Whatever you want to call it. Lying. Uh, lying. Yeah. Which yeah. on the face of it, like, yes, every comedian lies. Like True. I'm sure uh Rodney Dangerfield uh does you know, get respect loved his sometimes wife. loved his wife. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Gets, gets some did, respect. Did he?
1: Yeah. yeah, he may not have loved his wife, but he got some respect.
0: But it also didn't sound like the basis of the things that Hassan Minaj lied about were like in order to do a punchline. No,
1: no, they weren't. That's the fucking most annoying thing about anyone who's kind of just like, "Uh, Oh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, Dave Chappelle didn't really see a baby uh, in DC who had a baby. And it's like, yeah, yeah no that's not the point if you watch he also didn't
0: like make up tweets attacking him and project them on screen as an example yes. of the hate that he gets that's or, weird or, like show Sorry. the
1: faces of the entire family of uh the people uh, that he supposedly uh like didn't
0: date couldn't date their daughter because date they their were racist
1: because they were racist against him like he didn't like from the beginning when i when i first heard that story i had, I, had not, I had not seen the actual uh, special the one about his prom date who like canceled on him because his parents uh, her parents were racist um but i had heard the story and just so you know the difference between comedy and storytelling is pretty wide there is right. uh, it, now the lines blur all the time mm-hmm. but storytelling is almost something that you do The selling point of it. Because you can't
3: do comedy.
1: Right because you can't do <laughs> comedy. It's, it's comedy on easy mode if I'm yeah. being totally honest. Every comedian has done a storytelling show and been like, am I the greatest comedian on yeah. earth? <laughs> because I just fucking murdered and it's like, yeah, this cuz the rest of them are sex freaks and fucking like, you know, uh like college professors. They're, like they're
3: people, they're people who uh don't have the patience for poetry. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. This is like not a this is the easiest t- type of crowd to get because they can sit around and listen to someone tell a, a very long, boring story, and then if they do one joke, they, mm-hmm. they're they like, yes, I get to laugh. So when they see a comic, they're like, holy fuck! Every five seconds there's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, storytelling's big They're all giving
3: point. their first dates hand jobs. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but the whole selling point of storytelling uh, shows is that you are telling a true story. It's not fiction that's like Mm. the whole that's the conceit of it here's a true story of a thing that happened to me now comedians will go on stage and tell a story Mm. uh, with a bunch of like Punchlines in it.
3: Well, and obvious. Uh, most of the time, the story you're telling is true, but the punchline is a lie. Exactly.
1: That's
0: uh, usually it's how it goes. It's creative Life doesn't nonfiction.
3: The, doesn't create the punchline.
1: Right. You. Exactly. Well, um, yes. I mean, there's a so, yeah. That's the difference that's between the
0: fiction and creative nonfiction. Like you're yes. You're telling a story that the basis of it is supposed mm-hmm. to be like. Tell that uh,
3: to James Frey and Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That oh, is I a cool no reference. All right. keep, oh, keep
0: well uh, for, for those of us who
2: like don't know hassan's work but maybe have read like one article about him being a liar like uh, he's essentially just like a um like a sanctimonious liberal john stewarty kind of thing is that like yes a, a okay
4: before we get it? into
2: this
3: i i do want to say full disclosure I, I know Hassan, and he's a really
2: nice guy oh sorry, i'm and, not, yeah sorry yeah, no no he, he's and terrific i think he's the no best. no
3: like, Hassan <laughs> yeah. used to be around a lot when yeah. I started doing comedy. Like, he was been on my shows and stuff when I was starting. Um, yeah. But so, I just want to get that out of the way. Yeah, uh, But yes, I would say, you know how Chris Hardwick was like Patton Oswalt but handsome? Right. Yeah. I would describe Hassan Minaj as. Uh, the The daily show, Chris Hardwick, does that make like, sense? like yeah, guess...
0: like you you brought up you brought up James Fry, and the thing about the a million little pieces was that he basically tried to put it out as a novel. It was cool uh, that he lied, and, yeah. and no, he tried to put it out as a novel, and the publisher was like, this isn't going to sell, but if you called it a memoir, it <laughs> will sell. And I do think there's an element to the whole Hassan Minaj story of uh he was just watering the plants that were growing like he right. was sort That's of a, giving what happened. he was giving the uh The uh, the industry, the thing that they were rewarding in Mm -hmm. order to get rewarded, and they weren't rewarding like Rodney Dangerfield type lies. Yeah, Uh, they they weren't. They
1: they also weren't rewarding uh, some secondhand knowledge of someone else who was victimized. Yeah, yeah. I
3: I would also say the craziest. It is so insane to make up a story about spilling anthrax on your baby.
1: (laughs) That is. That's what I see. That's my thing. My thing is as. I (laughs) I was reading the story, I was like, okay, a few of these things... Some of those things are like, yeah, okay, that's
3: just like a normal stand-up lie.
1: Right, Um, exactly. Uh, Like
3: the one, there was the one about... Uh, Jared Kushner sitting in an empty chair at a dinner that was like for a dead journalist and it's like that's just a normal stand-up lie like whatever
1: like that totally fine but but the anthrax thing um, and then like I have not seen how he does this joke in the special so I don't know I've only read this and nothing is funny in print um, so at least stand-up isn't and so I don't know how this is meant to be read, but his the quote is something along the lines of his wife telling him like, um, uh, uh, listen, I don't care how many times you you get put in Time magazine like Mm -hmm. you're putting our family at risk. And I'm like, he wrote a line in this (laughs) bit where his wife just Casually drops that he's been in Time Magazine. Like, there's these little things where I'm like, there's like a slight, there's a bit of like sociopathic egotism it's to him he- that I've, a I've always hero felt. Was, there's definitely a hero yeah. complex, but there, I've always felt. Like, um, there's a level of shamelessness when it comes to like some self promoting comedians that, um, sometimes I'm like, this is like, hey, that's the hustle. That's how you gotta, you know, fucking make that money. That's how you get your bag. And some of it is just like, uh, amoral ambition, and it freaks me out on like a there, human level because it's, there's yeah.
3: also a really strange lie that I don't even understand why you would right make that up where he's talking about like post 9-11 there was like a white guy that went to his mosque and right. then he like just drops that it was a real white guy who's in prison now a real white fbi agent and he goes like and that man was this guy like a guy i'd never even heard of before and it's like it wasn't that's crazy like wh-
1: because it's a real story, but it happened in yeah. Southern California, not in Sacramento, yeah. and so it's like the question is like, "Why?" He said it was an emotional truth. It, yes. Yeah, right, right, that,
3: right. That line, look,
1: we, listen. So Hasan, man, I'm gonna start you, using that. Hasan, we all love you here, and yeah. this is an intervention.
0: <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's like, like I, but I do think it. There was a phenomenon. That was happening that I don't like that he was clearly capitalizing on. And I yes, don't know. Yes. And it's a dis, it's a disagreeable phenomenon that I don't know that he is to blame for. Like, I remember sure. going to, you know, comedy shows in like the mid 20 teens. And I started to notice this sort of phenomenon of like the comedians who Splatter, were after well, clapped her, but also yeah. <laughs> the ones where like they were the hero of all of, their own stand yeah, every bit, yeah. st- yes. of every bit, and I thought that was very weird. But at the same time, like I w- I was seeing people. Uh, I don't know. Amy Schumer comes to mind, where she was like doing like a bit where she plays herself as clueless, right. and that used to be. Like standard and acceptable in stand up. But for some reason, people were like, oh my gosh, can you see how clueless she is? And it was like, yeah, that wasn't the point of the bit. And it right. wasn't like. It wasn't meant to illustrate her personality, and no, so it, I think it was like a res- like a lot of as a response, a lot of comedians only told stories where they were like the hero and the woke person. Right, in I their think story. the thing
1: was is that there was an overcorrection for the amount of self-deprecation that people were doing, and it was mm-hmm. especially it was a movement against self-deprecation. I think in more uh, like. Um, like with women, uh, with uh, black comics, with just any people of color comics as well, where they were like, you know, we're all doing self-deprecation, and maybe we shouldn't be doing that. And then this overcorrection happened, where instead of self-deprecation it was all self-aggrandizement. And so, and the thing was, is that it didn't really i don't care either way if the joke is funny the joke is funny that's kind of you know like uh, how i felt about it so if if you're really good at it i don't notice that you're doing self-aggrandizement um but when you're like kind of (laughs) funny when you're like medium funny uh and you're doing it in a way that's it's not just stand up but storytelling. Then you're selling a package to me mm-hmm. that that uh, that this is why when the sun thing came out, I was a little bit like, yeah, this kind of tracks with the uh the kind of feeling I've had regarding his comedy for a while, which is that like just a little bit too perfect in terms mm-hmm. of like. You know, the way the stories go, a little too perfect in the way he dressed. Like, he's very – he's too clean cut. He's really handsome. He's very oh, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> he's very well-groomed. And I remember, like, a few weeks ago, I saw him, uh, like, interviewing Obama, mm-hmm. and I said, "This is this is the end goal here. <laughs> this <laughs> is why I've always had a weird feeling about him, because I think his ambition is to be the president. <laughs> and I think no. – I no. think his no. I think he wants power more than he wants uh no. to be a great comic. Again,
3: I know no. All right. Here.
1: Yeah, defend him. Defend him.
3: Well, first off, what I do want to say is I not to put my conspiracy hat on here, mm-hmm. but To me, the timing of this is very interesting because I guarantee. It's clearly about The Daily Show. Yes, Yes, they were going (laughs) to name him the host of The Daily Show, and someone who didn't get The Daily Show's people leaked this, I think.
1: Yeah, no, Um, I I think you're 100% right that there is politics involved in this, 100%. Uh, Who would have that been, like Sarah Silverman or something like that? Yeah, I forget
0: who else was... Russell Brand. (laughs) He was about to be named the host of The Daily Show, and he's like, oh, I've got bound to pick with this Um, this bloke.
3: But, again, I know Hassan, (laughs) and Hassan only ever wanted to be like, A big good comic
1: he wants to be the president
3: what i will say (laughs) is there are a lot of people that have gone with hassan as like writers who want other things Mm -hmm. that's like who wanted to like their dream was to like i don't want to name some people we know but i could name a specific person matt and it would all make a lot of sense to you um, I, I, uh, it, uh-huh uh-huh uh, and like you know what i mean it's it i think hassan became because again what you said like the shell of hassan is like so perfect right yes it's like, yes he's handsome he's like really good at like
1: dressing talking and talking. really good at
3: dressing yes that um there are people behind Hassan who were kind of uh, propping up him because look, the Hassan I know only cares about the Sacramento Kings and Nikes. That's, right.
1: Right. Um, see that. So, see that's the thing about Hassan that I find interesting was that, and I think it's and
3: being a very funny, he cared a lot and worked really hard at being a funny oh, standup. he, he of course really he yes,
1: he of course did care a lot about being yeah. <laughs> a great stand-up but i so your point vince i do think that that is, that you are onto something when you say like he kind of continued watering the plants that were growing yes uh yeah because i i, I think that's a hundred percent right because the type of person he is interpersonally in real life is very distinct from the person that he portrays when he is mm-hmm. like doing like his his uh When he had his like Netflix show, uh, when he's doing like his like storytelling and his stand up. And I think that that bit of distance there is one of the reasons that I was like, I don't trust this person completely to not make this stuff up for the sake of this is the shit that's working. And to Mm -hmm. be honest, I didn't really even care if he was making it up. The only problem I ever had with him uh, was that he, seemed to with the the whole thing where he talked about like the homecoming thing he yeah. he found the political angle to kind of like um to make people comfortable with doxing a person yeah and not great not and good be totally free of yeah. any guilt because it's okay to dox someone if they're racist or whatnot and i remember you know what else is guilt-free what
3: Making up a story about uh, spilling anthrax on yeah. your baby that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but at least there's no... The only
1: victim there is maybe the trust between you and your baby in the future. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, anyways, I think, like, uh, the the most of the issue that I have with all of this has been, like, people not knowing the difference between stand-up lies and storytelling mm-hmm. lies. And it's like, there is a difference. He is doing something that's a little bit you know that it's, right and it's there's, a, there's an element it's not that far off from steve Ranazizi saying i survived 9-11 or whatever it's right. like not that far off
0: but there's there's also an element of you know if the audience isn't smart enough uh to like let a yeah. uh, stand up um you know be an asshole in their jokes like you are going to get stand-ups mm-hmm. who are fake good in their uh, and they yes. lie about being good in their jokes like that's I, yeah, I mean, that's the natural incentive structure. Stand-up
3: has been bad for 15 years, including my own personal stand-up. So, um...
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching the jazz singer, like... Yeah. I, yeah.
3: You
1: know. Yeah, put on some blackface. Come on, guys. <laughs> right. um, uh,
3: stand-up should go back to being silly. That's all I... I that's completely agree. Take. I completely mm-hmm. agree. Um,
1: um, yeah, and, uh, like, the the... The less, I would just like I w- I would love to reduce the amount of important jokes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jokes that are Cause important. No jokes are yes. actually important because no jokes no. are actually important. No. <laughs> jokes don't do, they don't there do anything. There has never
3: been a single important. No, joke. <laughs> no joke has ever changed <laughs> wow.
1: fucking anything, and I think that's okay. You know? yeah. Don't you like truth tellers though? No, that's no. my worst. I hate worst the truth. Type
3: of
2: yeah,
1: that's why I stand with Asaya.
3: Because
0: <laughs> I
1: hate the truth.
0: Uh... Uh,
3: I do have a Steve Renazizi story though. Oh, oh please, yes. A friend of it. a friend of ours.
0: This is a lot more fun for me because yeah. I saw that guy in the league and I immediately was like, I don't yeah. like this guy. I like this show, but I don't like this guy. And oh, then well, I found out he lied the, about the
3: 9/11. 9-11 thing. The fact that he lied about being in 9-11 came out. My friend my friend went to um, uh, a friend's birthday party at Universal Studios (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Steve Ranazizi was there and they were watching the Waterworld show, the Waterworld stunt spectacular and there's all these explosions happening. And he he looked over and he was like this
0: this is exactly what happened to my family.
3: That is all my friend could think. She couldn't pay any attention because like at one point a tiny plane crashes and she just kept staring at him and thinking is this what he thought
0: 9-11? (laughs) was? <laughs> I, here's a thought experiment for you. If it came out that Pete Davidson had been lying about his dad dying in 9-11 this whole time, like would it would it kill his career?
1: Yeah. No. No. A hundred percent. I mean no. I, I, you don't think it would it would I think it would harm it. I think people would be uh Yeah. I I, mean, I think he'd still that get to, is he'd no still longer
3: fuck. one of the like top twenty things people think of when they think about him. That's like, true, that's true. They that's think true. about how huge his dick they is think about and how, how many bad dicks his tattoos yeah. <laughs> are and how he, like, forced John Mulaney to go off the wagon or whatever. Like, it's not what? It's not on the list. No, I mean, I'm just, that one was a joke. Because, oh, like, okay. I could have told you John Mullaney was a drug addict when suddenly he was always hanging out with Pete
4: Davidson.
1: Speaking of, oh, go ahead, go yeah. ahead
3: but the king they'll never you'll never be able to uncrown the king of Staten Island while uh saying right. his dad died <laughs> dying in 911 was a lie.
1: <laughs> well, th- it's an emotional truth that everyone on Staten Island had their dad die in 9/11. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so I feel like the, wh- the what uh Hasan Minhaj needs to do is find the most normal room in his house and do a uh, front-facing apology video, which uh, relates to the clip that I sent you, Matt. Oh, boy. Yes. All right. So... Uh,
3: which one is it going to be? <laughs> which one is it going to be? Which
0: apology video is oh, it going to be? Which one?
1: All right. Here it is, of course. I mean, it's the only one of importance right now. I think we can all admit it is right here. Um, the, uh, the wonderful Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis apology video aware of
0: the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson.
2: We support victims. We have done this historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future.
0: A couple months ago, Danny's family reached
3: out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent the person that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing.
2: The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the validity of the jury's ruling.
0: They were intended for the judge to read um, and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place.
1: Our heart goes out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape.
0: Yeah, I I made a mistake. (laughs) I made a mistake in making people watch that. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah, that was
2: awful. I was just listening to like the jacuzzi bubbles in the background. Yeah, I
0: know.
3: I will say this is the only time I would ever been like, wow, Ashton Kutcher is doing a better job of acting than Mila Kunis. (laughs) Um, It's like the only time.
1: Yeah, um, I mean that 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 whole thing, uh, God, that whole thing. I mean, it's just I like I do
3: like that they were they dressed like John Fetterman to make their apology. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I I like that they had a, uh, a a a distressed wall in the back, uh yeah, In the like background, they were yes. at
3: someone, it, like it was at someone's wedding's photo booth. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's
1: the that's like the pool house or the
2: cabana. Yes, or whatever. it is. Yeah, I I
1: found that out later, and I was like, oh God. I give
0: them I give them a lot of credit for the fact that. They, they only... weren't in the pool, shirtless, uh, no, sipping no. my ties, doing it. No. No, go ahead. no, for the fact that they only started dating the person that they were dating in that '70s show after people had forgot about that '70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like th- no, that's, that's true. Kind of fun. credit. I'm Where glad credit
3: we're giving, is, giving them some credit. Here.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> well, got to give them credit that for that. Video. They could have used you, it for man. clout, but they did it for love.
1: Yeah, it, it, the whole situation is, like, uh, incredibly uh, annoying to me because I think I find that, like, Danny Masterson is, like... his. It's beyond... I. I it's, it's not just that he is a multiple serial... Like, a serial rapist. It's mm-hmm. that he also used his... The Church of Scientology to terrorize his victims mm-hmm. after the fact and the silence. And so, like, you know, when I look at ashton kutcher and mila kunis like you know writing that letter like i'm like yeah they kind of deserve flack for this yeah like you of know, all the I people that like, need uh, yes. that,
0: that need your uh like letters on their behalf it's probably not the guy who has a whole army of his uh like of religious of, fellows yes, that are of, already yeah, willing who exactly. are already full of famous people like
1: yes just litigious fucking sociopaths who murdered the dog of one of his victims mm-hmm. uh, in order to intimidate her into silence. Like, uh, uh, you know, I look at that as such an unforced error yeah. that I can't even go like, well, the nuance here is that, you know, this wasn't saying he w- didn't do it. It was just like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, maybe, you know, uh, understand that he's more than just the 18 worst things he's done in the past few years.
3: Well, I just <laughs> wonder is like, is was the... Set of forgetting sarah marshall cursed or something i know like, what
0: <laughs> people you keep got, saying that jason siegel didn't do anything bad did he not no, yet but, I but mean,
3: everyone else has time. Uh, who's the next
0: one gonna be uh what's her name well it'll be bell yeah Kristen bell she's
3: gonna she is right like there yeah. is there's dirt there's dirt going on there Some. Some weird, there will be some weird Instagram mm-hmm. thing with her for sure. Yeah, Um.
1: exactly. She's going to go to the bad place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe she, like, she was also, like, in a Joss Whedon show. Maybe it's her, maybe, like, her proximity to people just causes sex scandals mm-hmm. somehow.
1: Possibly. But, I, I mean, I will say that of the, you know, the people in forgetting Sarah Marshall who had some scandals, like feel like Russell Brand is like kind of above and beyond uh-huh. the rest of yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah.
0: like he actually You know he had a he had a funny thing like as a, like, I had a know fun... those
1: Jonah
3: Hill Instagram messages were pretty bad. Ah, <laughs> they were pretty bad. They
0: were hilarious though. It
1: was mostly just humiliating. You know what right.
0: I mean? Right. I felt yeah it was it and, was, and it, like the Mila messages were great. M-
1: Mila Kunis mostly just problematic, you know uh whereas Russell Brand Uh, Big old piece of shit Big old. And also
3: has spent the last Like five years Or whatever cultivating an audience That would like uh, Not believe it
0: With so
1: fucking clear Oh I I hate
0: that Before that like he had an interesting Persona where Like I was sort of vaguely Annoyed by him and then when I would See him in a movie it was like he was Would underplay his own persona and i would leave being like ah, maybe he's not that bad like i kind of like he was obnoxious to me and then i watched forgetting sarah marshall and i was like ah, he was pretty good in that like he was playing a clueless rock star that is kind of actually it is is, and the funny thing that about that that i read was that that jason siegel had originally written that part for someone uh for like a like a hugh grant type where he was like uh like a a, an acclaimed novelist and intellectual like a tweety mm-hmm. intellectual mm-hmm. and then russell brand randomly read for it and he was like oh no this is this should be this like is, a yeah. loush, like rock star who's now mm-hmm. sober kind of thing and that like okay so i have not why. thought
2: about that fucker in so long and then i saw him on <laughs> i know with like having espresso with um fucking uh ben shapiro and and that <laughs> plus like matt what you said about him like corralling this new crowd like yes it's basically him like going, okay, this shit's gonna come out, so yes. I'm going to yeah. fucking pr- pr- protect myself as much yes. as possible.
0: I mean, even before that, he was sort of like this anti-establishment, sort of vaguely like leftist activist, right. where like mm-hmm. he seemed to have good politics, but then he would do really annoying things, like shutting down uh like a lunch spot, <laughs> a lunch spot to like protest something, mm-hmm. and all the people were just like. Okay, man, like yeah, that's yeah. cool, but I just wanted a fucking sandwich, bro. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and that was before like the full you know flirtation with uh, like Ben the, Shapiro, dude, and, like, the, the whole... fucking wellness to fascist
1: pipeline, like yeah, straight yeah. up. And uh, you know, but I okay, so what I love. F- that movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I will say the thing that has always annoyed me about Russell. No, Brand, Brian, Brian's not no. I liked it. Well, it, I don't remember shit about it. Wasn't no. Paul Rudd in that though? Or is yeah, that? Paul yeah.
0: Rudd right. Is in it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: And he's great. Well, he's uh, all right.
0: Yeah. Um, you but, sound like you're from London. That's yeah, a movie quote that I that's used a, movie a lot. Quote. There
2: we go. Oh yeah. We have
1: 10 pages on that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, what I always annoyed me about Russell Brand, uh, in that movie,
3: is everything? Well, He's no,
1: annoying. Is he, no, was the sober thing. The sober thing was well, yeah just that's know. him. That's he himself. It was at that point seven years sober or whatever he was, and and like there was part of me that has always kind of like been standoffish when it comes to him and sobriety because it always felt like a branding choice mm-hmm. rather. A, a, and and that's the thing. I'm not someone who like you know fucking. I'm not taking his inventory, you know, but Mm -hmm. I will say that that was clearly, like, written after the fact. It was almost like his character and his real-life persona blended in there, and I remember feeling like, I don't like this man as representing sober people. It'd be like Mm -hmm. if fucking, you know, it'd be like if George W. Bush, who was a sober person, always made a point of saying how sober he was while he was invading Iraq. I'd be like, guys, guys, can we please not have a representative? That really sucks. That really sucks. You know, it's like, you know, it must be how vegetarians feel about, like, Hitler a little bit, where they're just like, you at least didn't go around being like, uh, you know, fur is murder or whatever. But,
0: anyways. I feel like, I remember when Russell Brand first came out and he had, like, a weird... Like hobo dreadlock on the mm. back of his head. Yeah, see,
1: I didn't even remember that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and before he got famous, someone—someone someone probably like one of his people—wisely advised him, like, "Yeah, man, you gotta—you can be like a weird rock star guy, but you gotta cut that shit off." Get uh, uh, that was, the, w- some of play. his
3: people should have also had him <laughs> cut some other things out, for <laughs> dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: cut his dick off. Yeah, but uh, you know, I—it is. I'm interested to see uh, how. Far the right will go to protect him. I mean, you know, we'll see. To
3: me, this feels like strangely like uh, the Johnny Depp thing a little bit. And not just because they both wear a lot of rings, <laughs> but where it's like. <laughs> um...
1: But I haven't seen Johnny Depp has like real life young stands, whereas, like, I'm sure Russell Brand has stands. But mm-hmm. I don't think he but, has. He's not cultivated that level of fan. I
3: just mean where the Amber Heard trial was cultivated by like, uh, was like an incredibly calculated PR move, right? To yes. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he also like,
0: hired. He also he also hired like some of the K Hives. Uh, <laughs> bot people. The, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. K Hives bot people. Like he literally yeah. did that. Yes. Like.
3: And I, I sort of worry that, like, now that this is just what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Matt's
2: big. point, though, like, how big of a war will it be? Because he's just not, like, yeah. he's just never been that big. Like, he had and his, his persona
0: was too confusing for a lot of, like, the potential audiences to, the potential audience for it. To rally around. Yeah. Because I think... I mean, I know that there is that, like, wellness to fascism pipeline, but I feel like it's too confusing for the, the hardest core fascists to really uh, get into.
1: Yeah. The people who are already there at fascism, like, I I feel like they're... It's like a. To, they don't need the pipeline, they're already there. Um, <laughs> yeah. wh- so I think you've got m- that's a more like older establishment level conservative who's going to be like, I don't, know, I don't need the wellness stuff, but he, all he has to do is say he doesn't believe in vaccines and he believes COVID uh, was invented, which by he was the doing Chinese. that before. Well, right, a- yeah. and <laughs> and so uh, you know, I feel like you know, he's uh, he's got he's got you know. The conservatives will will all protect him. It's just a question yeah. of like uh what is <clears throat> what's even happening with it is he is there a legal trouble that he's in is like is is he i know it was just an article that accused him of stuff, but it's not like um I don't know whether or not he's actually gonna go on trial for any of this stuff so mm-hmm. as far as i know it's it's just exists as something to uh you know uh So that people know he's a piece of shit. And then Mm -hmm. we we move on to whoever's the next piece of shit.
3: Back to Danny Masterson, real quick. (laughs) I saw an insane headline yesterday that was like Bijou Phillips uh files for surprise divorce from Danny Masterson and it was like is that a surprise <laughs> we could have
0: yeah. gone. I would love was
3: he it. shocked what? why
0: <laughs> and also like how much weight did it carry for Danny Masterson that Bijou Phillips was standing by him, and it's like, okay, right. the the woman <laughs> whose family are famously sex creeps uh, <laughs> has stood by him. I don't know what that's uh, th- that's sending the message that you really intended there. Except for Michelle. Mm. Michelle was never a sex creep.
1: She just, okay. it was everyone else. Yeah, yeah.
3: everyone else's mamas and the papas is affiliated, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, um, right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, John Phillips definitely... Yeah, bad guy, real bad guy, very bad guy, very very bad. Great. Danny
3: Masterson esque, I would say. Yeah, in a way. Uh, Yeah,
0: there is like a weird thing with both of them where uh, it's it like gives you the freedom to demonize a a guy that you already thought was just merely annoying kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like I thought, like Danny Masterson, I've thought was an incredibly annoying person easily more the like,
3: worst cast member on that 70s show yeah like far. i remember
0: when he was calling himself dj mom jeans and showing uh-huh. up at events with a shirt that said like fuck psychiatrists or something like that yeah. like yeah like yeah, his see, whole his I, whole deal was very obnoxious i feel the, like i missed out on
1: all danny masterson posts uh that 70s show like um i don't know yeah i'm a
2: huge fan yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, I didn't know anything that was going on with him. So it wasn't until all this and then finding out um you know that he was a rapist and a scientologist. So it was just like, oh, this is going to go great. Um so yeah, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Uh but we can't talk about just that the whole time. Let's let's end uh yeah. Vince by uh you telling me a little bit about um uh, Sean Penn's new book or no, Sean <laughs> Sean Penn's
0: uh, interview. Sean Penn's oh. comments that he was going to melt down his Oscars and... Uh, mm-hmm. and for bullets. <laughs> for bullets. See, Sean Penn is similar to Russell Brand in some ways where I, I've always felt like he has on a surface level like some good politics and does mm-hmm. some good things but he's also such a moron as a person that yeah, it, he's like
3: really dumb I he's really it. it's dumb. crazy how dumb he is i love it
0: <laughs> that's the best part of him so there's like a big there's a really good profile of him in, in variety mm-hmm. of him just talking which is always the most yeah entertaining just like, the only Letter thing better
3: life. is his writing
0: yeah right <laughs> yeah. it's like a lot of him being right for the wrong reasons and then when he's wrong you're like oh finally he's not on the same side as me is that uh,
1: my oscar in there yeah
0: yeah uh the era of good feelings passes Penn gets angry Okay, fucking furious He ignites over the Academy's refusal To let Zelensky speak at the Oscars in 2022 Shortly after Ukraine was invaded by Russia uh, Weird hill, but okay Sure um, the, And then he's quoting Penn The Oscar producers thought Oh, he's not light-heart enough, light-hearted enough Well, guess what you got instead Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> that was the trade off,
1: huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like because
3: yeah, uh, I would I will say um I don't think it would have helped uh Ukraine's uh popularity in this country at all if he was the one who slapped Chris Rock.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that would have been way worse. Yeah. Uh this fucking bullshit wouldn't have happened with Zelensky. Will Smith would never have left that chair to be part of stupid violence. It never would have happened. It's like it's like a weird he, twist on Mark Wahlberg saying that 9/11, yeah. 9-11 wouldn't have happened if Mark Wahlberg was in the plane. But it's Sean Penn being like, Will Smith never would have slapped Chris Rock if only we'd let Zelensky speak at the Oscars. Well, and course, it's not
2: that warped from 9-11 too in the mind yeah. of, of no, Sean of Penn course. because just, the slap is
1: like 9-11 that's to them. 100% right. right. Yes, to Sean Penn, th- that is a sacred, sacred <laughs> ceremony. And to slap someone in the middle To do violence That's his 9-11 100% (laughs) Uh,
0: Penn Penn tells me he became convinced That his only choice was to destroy his Oscars I thought, well, fuck, you know I'll give them to Ukraine They can be melted down into bullets And they can shoot at the Russians
1: (laughs) Cool That's his Uh, version of melting down A statue of King George During the American Revolution Like, it's just It's you know, I hate when conservatives are right about out of touch Hollywood elites, but out of Uh, the most out of touch Hollywood elite of all time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would uh,
2: defend him by saying like, well, I guess like if he's been living on top of the world for 50 years, but I feel like if you go back and look at his shit in the eighties, it's probably not too far off from where we're at. So whatever.
0: I mean, he, he was born and raised in Malibu and like Mm. still, uh, lives there. So yeah, being out of touch was probably baked in from the beginning. Yeah. Um, after winning his second Oscar for Milk in 2009, Penn remarked, I want, it to, I want it to be very clear that I do know how hard I make it to appreciate me. Uh, God bless him for yeah, that. Yeah. God bless him He for says that. some stuff where you're like, all right. Yeah. Um, this is a true we statement. We should also say real quick, real
3: bad guy, too. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Before uh, we're like, we love yeah. this guy. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, Jump terrible
3: person. But I like,
1: a, I like that he's self-aware that he's annoying. Maybe not all the other stuff, but yeah, right.
3: I don't think he's that self-aware about what he did to Madonna. No. Uh, no. All right. Uh.
0: This I'm, is a true statement. His face is now crimson. A vein in his neck tightens like a rope-pulled rope taut. Mm-hmm. I don't know Will Smith. I I've seen once. his
3: face. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more tight?
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know Will Smith. I met him once, Penn says. He seemed very nice when I met him. He was so fucking good in King Richard. <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> See, like,
0: like in my mind, it's like you lost all credibility yes. with that one. Yeah, 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 he was not, he was fucking Foghorn Leghorn in King Richard. That yeah, was, yeah, an insanely bad accent choice. I loved that performance because you watched it and you're like, oh man. This he better like, sound exactly like this. Yeah, and then you look him up and you're like, he didn't really sound like that. What the fuck was this choice?
4: <laughs> it
0: was great. <laughs> he lights another in an unchained melody of American spirit cigarettes. Ugh. So why the fuck did you just spit on yourself and everybody else with this stupid fucking thing? Why did I go to jail for what you just did? And you're still sitting there? Why are you guys standing and applauding his worst moment as a person?
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that, cool. sure. Cool, 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 I, I cool,
3: mean, people cool. weren't applauding him slapping Chris Rock. No, they, they no, were no. so confused as to the,
1: what the they were applying. Was, was it was uh, very naked? It was, it and was,
0: yeah, it was very naked. Gun, he got up there and he was like, I want to be a river to my people and I want yeah. to protect my wife and kids. And everybody was just kind of like, Uh, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah oh, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, just don't <clears throat> everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah. aggressive pop offs are a pen staple and not limited to global events i ask him his thoughts on the hollywood strikes he is particularly livid over the studio's purported lust for the likenesses and voices of sag actors for future ai use this is great. he has an idea that he is convinced will break the logjam. it starts with pen and a camera crew being in a room with studio heads pen will then offer trade it's the worst <laughs> <laughs> so you want my scans and voice data and all that okay here's what i think is fair I want your daughters because I want to create a virtual replica of her and invite my friends over to do whatever we want in a virtual party right now. Would you please look at the camera and tell me you think that's cool? Mm-hmm. I don't, do you think, here's my question. What is
3: he? you think Sean Penn knows about those video games that will make you come in 14 seconds or whatever?
1: <laughs> I think that's the extent of his AI knowledge. <laughs> yeah. A small town where everyone is fucking. I think that's all he knows. Like I I, I'm I honestly though, like there is I think a problem with how much the media has kind of overblown the power of AI where we like what he just described, I don't even think he knows exactly what AI is. He's like, Oh, you want our scans? Fine. What if we get scans of your daughter and we fuck a virtual version of your daughter. And it's just like, wait, so, okay. But like in the metaverse, are you wearing a VR helmet (laughs) and then like masturbating?
3: And am I having to
1: watch it? Yeah. What are the friends doing? Are they also in the metaverse? Are they at home? Are you all in the same house?
3: Also, it's my daughter. Like, are you, how am I, if I, I would just take the helmet off.
1: Yeah. Uh, Right. Uh, And also do you need, the whole, you actually could just get pictures from online if you want to do that, uh, but I don't think that's what you're talking. I think you think I'm going to, we're going to make robots of you. And do
3: you think that while you're doing this, I'm going to be screaming, is that my daughter in there? <laughs> the whole time at my computer? Oh.
1: Just your daughter in the metaverse, being <laughs> having a train run on them by a bunch of legless Sean Penn friends. Yeah.
3: They can't even make
1: legs. They can't make legs in the metaverse. <laughs> you yes. will figure it out. Oh God! But you know, I like that his heart is in the right place. I just like yeah, his, that well, was one where it's like it starts I think... out in the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. His heart I think he gets just weird. Said
3: he wanted to fuck child. Child, daughters, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't
1: know what he means. Sometimes, yeah. If
2: if you wanted to be generous, you could be like he he wanted to just go immediately to like the shock element and hoping Mm -hmm. that would somehow, oh, hundred
1: percent, you know, lay it down
2: and it just comes out like, oh, you want to like, yeah, let's go. How how horny are you right now? (laughs) Yeah, it's like when you get
1: really angry in an argument and uh, you know what? When we were watching The Wire, what did that guy say? He was like, "I'll fuck your asshole shut." And you're just like, I don't think you even know what you said there. <laughs> but it's a lot of like the words and the feelings behind those words y- you get.
0: It's, there's an emotional truth. Exactly. Uh, at the end of our conversation, Penn mentions that he decided not to melt down his Oscars for Ukrainian Bullets.
3: Oh, good.
0: <laughs> well, I decided I liked them. In- Instead, he gave one to Zelensky. Yeah. I told him to keep it and bring it to Malibu after all this is <laughs> over and his country is safe, says Penn with a hopeful smile.
1: Oh, my God. Sending, sending Pointy someone...
3: and a gun going, is that my Oscar in there? Yeah. <laughs> sending,
1: I'm sorry, but sending a guy who is currently in the middle of a defensive, like trying to stop Russia from invading <laughs> and being like, Here's my
0: Oscar. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he like crossed bears. it out and wrote "World's Greatest Granddad" <laughs> on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "This will help."
1: <laughs> like that is it's it's weird that he wouldn't be like, "Is that an embarrassing thing to do?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i don't think he's ever had that thought he's never
1: which
3: had that is thought. why
0: he's you know has a beautiful well mind.
3: which one do you think it was was it i am sam or milk
0: <laughs> he didn't mm. know it
3: did not <laughs> win for i am sam
1: he won for uh was it did he win for mystic river he must have won it for must
3: Mr. have river. been mystic river, right? no, i, I was, know he was nominated for i am for sure sam. it was gangster um.
1: squad i think <laughs> yeah yeah um I you know is there I can't think of a bad Sean Penn movie. There Gangster Squad. Several.
3: Gangster yeah, I'm squad. sure there are plenty. Yeah, I don't think so, guys.
0: Gangster Squad is one of them. No, I think that's mm-hmm. good. I haven't seen it, but well,
1: you should. You should. Is that the whole thing? I think that's a podcast. Yeah, that's been a pod. Let's call that. Let's call it a pod. Oh, guys, Brian. Thank you yes. so much for coming on and talking about your book. Um, Thank you. Where can people find it? Is that at bookstores now? Everywhere,
2: yes. Amazon and Walmart and all the shits and all and, the websites and
1: stuff. And one more time, the title of that book. You' talking to me. The definitive guide to iconic movie quotes. All right, check it out. Get it right now. Buy multiple
0: copies. Buy some. Buy one friends. for yourself and give one to Zelensky. That's Zelensky. right. <laughs> Send it to
1: Zelensky. That'll help. Uh, Brian, thanks for coming on. We love you. Thank you. And Joey Devine, uh, where can people find you?
3: Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Joey Devine, for as long as I... It's free. Yep. Um, And then uh, Round Rock Pod is my podcast. Round Ball Rock is my podcast. You can find that at Round Rock Pod on Twitter um it's sort of a show about basketball, nba basketball but mainly a show about uh other nba podcasts and also uh bad things billionaires who are who own basketball teams do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yes.
1: it's it's uh it's a great podcast you should check it out it's right funny now and
3: you don't really have to know anything about basketball i think
1: it's um, a lot of fun it. and join the patreon patreon.com slash round oh thank
3: you Cool. And
1: patreon.com
0: slash frotcast
1: for I'll, all the bonus that's episodes right. uh, also
0: of the frotcast.
1: That's right. So you join that one as well. Join multiple. Uh, and frotcasts at gmail.com for your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chance.